0: Hi everybody, my name is Landon Arenas, thanks for listening to episode 155 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in the lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ. Ricardo, a.k.a. B. Arenas
0: and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Oh, Lord in heaven, thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord. Thank you for allowing us another day of life, Lord. It is a blessing to see my brother on the screen, Father, from way over there on the other side of the United States of America, Lord. It's a blessing that uh, we're able to connect and continue this uh, ministry through podcasting, Lord. I pray that we continue to stay true to your word, Father, and we continue to uh, encourage and uh, stand on the truth of your word, Father. As we share our thoughts, Lord, I will share your word, Father. May it be a blessing to the listener. May it be a blessing to the brothers in Christ, Lord. Then it also that it can be challenging and convicting, Father. And At the same time, Father, that uh, it can bring uh, light and it can bring uh, uh, a source of hope as well, Father, that uh, we're living in this world together, Lord, and uh, we must do all things for your glory, Lord, but also we must stand under your truth, Lord. I pray that for those that are not believers, Lord, that uh, as we share, that uh, we mainly share the gospel, Lord, so that they can hear, Lord, and uh, we uh, just uh, let you be the one who's going to work in their life, Lord. Let the Holy Spirit do its work, Lord. Thank you again for the time you gave us. Thank you for this blessed Sunday, and uh, thank you for allowing us to go to the church building and uh, worship you through uh, the reading of your word, the preaching of your word, and the singing of your word, Father. Thank you for all the thanks and the hope you gave us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My brother from another mother in a completely different time zone and the other side of the United States of America. How are you? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well doing well doing well brother brother beef uh my west coast board wearing the sandals wearing palm tree beach sunshine brother how you doing a- a- doing well bro I mean look I'm wearing the short sleeve
0: short sleeve uh-huh. today it's uh-huh. uh it was about it's in the 80s today so yeah what last time we spoke about a week ago it was a little cold uh you know 60 50 somewhere that's cold to us here in California. <laughs> Uh, I know for you it's not, <laughs> but uh, it actually warmed up. But to say that tomorrow we're supposed to get rain, so I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a it's a weird uh, season for uh, for weather right now in San Diego. Are you
1: gonna, you're gonna hit the uh, the June gloom, the the, the uh, cloud coverage for next yeah. couple of months here coming. Why? But May June. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, it yeah. seems yeah. like that yeah. June. Bloom, gloom. June bloom is a gloom. It, it comes earlier, but not really in June. It's the right. weirdest thing, you know. <laughs> we we
1: we we heated up to 40-something odd degrees. 47. Oh, yeah, 47, uh, 48 is where we were. That, that's probably hot for you, no. <laughs> Uh, that's almost short, short sleeve weather for us. Almost, almost. <laughs> keyword: almost. I'm, I'm told it'll be mild during the during the spring, which comes early. It comes in March out here. Uh huh. And then one day we're going to wake up and it's going to be 100 percent humidity and 90 degrees. Oh wow!
0: I'm,
1: I'm waiting. 90 to see degree that. and humidity. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. We'll I, see. We'll see I what happens.
0: I, I won't envy that for sure. <laughs> I'll be out hiking. Uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly where you'll be at, right? yeah. yeah. Good stuff, my brother. Hey, so, uh, what do you got from way yonder in the East Coast? What kind of news are you going to get us started with? Or updates or, you know, that kind of stuff?
1: Well, there's uh, uh, not too much here from North Carolina going on That I can't remember a whole lot that I picked up from North Carolina, but... Uh, um, things are opening up, yeah. You know it's even even New York. It was New York starting to open up a little bit, or were they still walking? Some I think, they're still, yeah, somewhat. I know California. Well, well, we'll do that later, but anyway, uh, the trucker movement is mostly on the east coast right now, Ottawa mm-hmm. uh, area, and uh, that bridge that they were, I can't remember the name of the bridge that they were dealing with. Uh, two different areas that they were protesting. They're trying to move those trucks off of that bridge that uh, goes between Canada, Canada, and uh, I think it's Pittsburgh. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the, the town up in Canada and in Pittsburgh. Um, they're losing. The Canadian government is losing eight. Uh, the estimate I heard was eight hundred thousand, or, or was it eight hundred million? No, eight hundred million dollars per day uh-huh because of the lack of movement of uh the the food or the different goods and services that the trucks normally carry it shows you how much truckers actually do how how much how many goods are shipped by truck it's oh. just amazing yeah but uh, so yeah the east coast is a lot of it's opening up i mean i when i got here to north carolina i didn't really see anything closed i mean there wasn't really anything closing my yeah, daughter yeah. told me that at least in this county uh, that i'm in nothing ever did really close up i mean yeah, you know they're, they're, they still got the state mandates on the schools and stuff and you know schools you have to wear a mask and all that sure sure and, um, but um other than that i mean a lot of the shops they, they defied the order and then nobody you know and then this sheriff out here says we're not enforcing that and the, the chiefs of uh, the the you know the, even Albemarle the biggest uh, city in in this county which is not it's not huge um, said no we're not enforcing it the town I'm in no we're not force, enforcing it so nobody enforced any of it right, so people sure. you know they wanted to wear masks they did they didn't they didn't none of the shop owners ever said anything anybody about it none, nothing like that so I mean it's Here's here's the thing at this point in the game, since all of this revelation is coming out. Um, if you want if you want to go back to, I guess what people are calling normal, we're not going to go back to normal. We're going to go back to a different normal, but that different normal will either be the Great Reset that Klaus mm-hmm. Schwab talked about. Or it will be a anti-Great Reset normal where we Uh. do everything we can to fight against that. Uh, It can't just be normal. It's got to be we are actively engaged in making sure we don't fall under any form of tyranny by deception ever again. And so that's got to be the new normal. But if you want to take the mask off, take the mask off. If you don't want to get the shot, don't get the shot. If you don't want to be locked down, don't obey. Don't, mm-hmm. be, don't be locked down. The, the, the lockdowns are is, lockdown is a term that's used in prisons. And as you know, I used to work as a correctional officer many years ago, brother, before mm-hmm. I was a cop. Oh, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> we use lockdown to contain a situation in the prison. We would lock all the prisoners down until right. we could get the situation contained. And then we would uh, begin to go, get back to normal operations. Well, you know, it kind of gives you an idea of the mentality that the people who engineered this lockdowns worldwide. Yeah, uh, the the, uh, the how they view us. They view us almost like prisoners. Like we are the workers to serve them, and when they want their workers to go on lockdown, their workers go on lockdown. You know, I yeah, mean, it's, it's really just funny. kind of kind of that mentality, but that never really. Took place here here in this area on the East Coast now um, I don't see a whole lot going on I mean I don't see any protests or anything other than east Coast of Canada
0: yeah
1: and uh, we'll get into that more later on but uh, yeah that's pretty much it I mean nothing nothing that significant I know, I know that the, oh Virginia has has had a lot of big news I mean Virginia <clears throat> uh, they're really fighting they're fighting corruption in mm-hmm. the election. And they're they're shutting down mandates. I mean, uh, there are and schools that try to defy the Virginia governor's orders that the courts basically told those schools, you you don't have, you can't do that. Right. So you need to open up, you know. Uh, North Carolina has taken steps to fight corruption in the next election. Um, And uh, it just involves how they're going to conduct the election and um, keeping a close eye on Possibility, you know what's going on with the election. Um, Texas is West Coast, so we'll wait for West Coast. But um, that's that's kind of it. You know, Florida's still doing their thing, where they're really right. uh, just defying the entire system when it comes to that. Good so, stuff, bro. Yeah, so
0: I think I think uh, in a sense, everybody wants normal. You know, in spite of. You know all the push to continue to uh, mask, and you know the push for people to get vaccinated and the mandates, uh, which oh brings me to this. I think uh, one of our last past podcasts we spoken about, or uh, one of the podcasts was in regards to Texas judge shutting down, um, or um, yeah, the uh, mandate, the Biden mandate on the for uh, federal workers. Well, in appeals court came out. Uh, saying that uh, they're not going to block the Texas um, uh, COVID-19 mandate that they shut down for Biden. So that's uh, two straight losses for Biden administration in regards to uh, federal mandates. Yeah. So that's a plus. Uh, What else we got? California, from my end, let's see. So I think businesses are starting, although you come into businesses, brother, and you see the sign that says, you know, due to the uh, state ma- uh, uh, regulations, blah blah blah, adhering to the uh, uh, CDC. You know, whether vaccinated or unvaccinated, wear your mask. I'm telling you, bro, I've been walking to every business without a mask, and nobody says anything.
1: I think they're just. I think they have fat- to. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I, I think they just have fatigue. I think they're tired of it. They're, they're tired t- of. They're tired of the conflict.
0: Yeah, and I think what they're doing oh. is like telling their employees, put up the sign that, you know, the, you know, CDC sent out, you know, because we have to follow that regulation that you have to have a sign at the door. Right. But other than that, don't tell people anything, let them come in and, you know, yeah. and you tell me, I mean, are you really going to say no to business coming in when you have been suffering, you know, uh, you know, from not having business?
1: When I was out there in El Cajon, mm-hmm. um, last year, Uh, Went into one of those check cashing places to get buy stamps. You could buy stamps there without waiting in the line at the post office. Mm, Okay. And uh, the lady said, uh, I can't serve you without a mask. Mm. I said, ma'am, all I do want want to do is buy some stamps. Yeah. She says, I'm sorry, I can't serve you. You have Mm. to have a mask on or I won't serve you. I said, okay, fine. And walked out the door. You know, like, um, you don't want my business? Fine, I don't want to spend my money here. Yeah, yeah. No, I, true, I, 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 she was just an employee. I get. I don't think she understood the, the bigger business model, right? Yeah. You don't, right. You don't You don't want to anger your customers. You yeah. know.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, I, I if I was a business owner, I would be like that. Yeah, put up the signs. But if person comes in without a mask, don't say anything.
1: Right. He's, he's bringing in business.
0: Right. You guys want to get paid? Let let that business come in. I need to make money right. as a business owner in order to, for right. me to pay you guys. So.
1: I think you know, what it is, some individual employees are so racked with fear because it's been hammered into their brain. Oh, absolutely. So much by the media that they actually are fearful of getting, of having, even though there was a glass, you know, that yeah. thick glass between, yeah, right. you know, between us. Um, and uh, and uh, I'm sure she was wearing a mask, right? She was wearing a mask. And I'm th- <laughs> I am I think she was just fearful. I, I mean, the, in her mind, it was a legitimate fear right and she to protect her personal safety she didn't want me near her yeah you know uh, without a mask and so you know it's just all of that programming you yeah. know that goes on in the brain as, as you watch if you only get one side of the story if you only get the the uh, the side of the Fact checked side of the story, right? The yeah, fact checkers right, right. or the, you know, the government agency side of the story. Without without hearing what the independent doctors who are going against the grain are saying, mm-hmm. and examining both to, to see where you think think the truth lies, if you never did, if you only get one side of the story. Then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have that reaction, you know?
0: Yeah. No, absolutely.
1: It's, and, it's uh, not good for business, but I mean, it's not a good business model, but. I think some people are legitimately in fear. But go ahead, yeah. brother.
0: No, it's true. No, I know I was gonna say that that's that's exactly it. You know, there's people that are legitimately, you know, still afraid. still afraid. Right. But again, what is it? Two years later, I mean I, I'm I'm seeing more and more people just not saying anything when you don't have a mask on. I mean, at least from my end, my perspective, the places that I've gone, or maybe it's because I'm just a big guy and look mean and <laughs> they're not going to say anything to me, you know, but no, I mean, aside from that, I, I've seen other people without masks that nobody says anything to them. So, uh, you know, just go about it. If they ask me to put a mask on, then, you know, just depending on what I'm doing, I'll put it on for a few seconds and then you know take it off again you know stuff like that but uh i've noticed that here in california more often they're trying to push they're trying to get rid of the uh uh, mass at school because i know at school it's been a little bit more of a uh, um they have it on for everything i know landon you know whom goes to public school uh, has been going to public school this year it's it's they wear it in school but i guess their teacher is a little bit like you know if you get can't breathe just pull your mask down, no problem, take it off for a few minutes, it's okay, you know, so they're not super crazy enforcing it like that, but at the same time, it's like, come on, let these kids not have a mask on, especially in class, you know, it's like, Nebraska it's, ended,
1: it's, uh, ended theirs, mask uh, yeah. uh, minutes, and uh, those kids just, there was, there was a teacher, video of a teacher, and she says, Tomorrow, we don't have to have masks on anymore. And this was a little elementary school class. I mean, these were little, little tykes, right? Those kids went nuts. They started doing the two-step. I mean, they they were dancing. They were yelling. They were screaming. They were jumping up and down. They were so happy. They were literally like ripping their mask off right then and there. Yeah. And then uh, over in Oakland, Mm -hmm. uh, high school students walked out.
0: Oh, yeah. There's been a little bit more things like that happening, like yeah. students getting together and walking out of class. Yeah. It's just like uh, we're, we're going to walk out. We're going to protest, you know, and this is the way we're going to do it. I mean, that's a, I mean, talk about, you know, students coming together, you know, and mm-hmm. doing something about something that is unfair. That, yeah, that's the type of things that you want to support, you know, that you would really want to, hey, look at these guys. They're actually getting together to do something good, you know. So,
1: yeah, they're learning, they're learning two things. Well, they're doing two things. They're learning how to fight for their own freedom, their own liberty.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: They're learning that a very important lesson. I think they just got more schooling in that than they did in their classrooms. Yeah. Uh, And the second thing is they're teaching their parents how to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But you know, you know who's not happy about that, Governor. Gavin, no. scumbag. I mean, I'm sorry. Oh shoot! I I said the word, bro. I oh said my the word. goodness! Oh my goodness! I meant what, to say what, what, what are we new do scumbag. Now? I mean, no, no, no! I did it again! Gosh, what's wrong with what me, are you, man? Are
1: you okay, beef? What's <sighs> going on, brother? <laughs> Dang it! It's ba-
0: you know what? It's bad beef. Every what? once in a while, Sneak in, sneaks in, or oh, comes you, you out. Must have, you comes must out of t- my t- mouth, bro, and it's like forget it. <laughs> I'm in
1: trouble. I, uh, I get the distinct impression you took the trash out before you came to this uh, video <laughs> meeting. <laughs> you know, funny thing, I did put a bag in the trash. Can, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, You have a camera planted somewhere in here, dude, <laughs> that I don't know of. <laughs> oh, well, my God. Well, well, new Newsome! Oh, that's oh, the that, guy's name.
1: That would explain (sighs) the slip of the tongue there. Uh, That's what it was. Well, guess what, bro?
0: He ain't liking it that schools are, you know, doing... The students are doing stuff like that, and he ain't liking it that not a lot of children, the ages between 5 to 11-year-olds, have not received uh, their COVID-19 vaccination. It's only about 28% vaccinated. So, therefore, I guess California is waiting for a new uh, uh, bill that he wants to implement where it's going to include... Uh, COVID nineteen vaccination as part of the immunization so that kids can start in school. How ridiculous is that?
1: It's it's criminal. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. and and folks, uh, please understand. I'm not saying criminal in the sense of uh, as, uh, using it as a sense of being disgusted. It's literally actually criminal. Uh, he's committing crimes when he does yeah. when they, if they if they do that. The legislature that, that voted for it and the governor that signs it is guilty of a crime. Yeah. It is illegal on every level to mandate a clinical trial, that someone participate in a clinical trial. It yeah. is totally illegal. And we are still in a clinical trial. Right. Um, he might be the subject of the Nuremberg 2.0, brother, which, by the way, has mm-hmm. already had. The grand jury has already met, uh-huh. and the um, they've had two days of testimony already. Oh, uh-huh. at wow. the international okay. court uh-huh. grand jury, when it comes to um, the deception that is that has been foisted upon people, and that they're in this, uh, it, it's fake. By the way, folks, the pandemic's mm. fake, and I'm going to explain why in a little bit. Uh, during this these last two years, um, now that only it doesn't affect the United States. Here's the thing: the United States is not a member of that system that the Nuremberg trials are covering. The the International Court is covering um, the, the, the Hague, as they call it. Right. Um, but it does affect Europe. It affects you the United Kingdom. Uh, it affects those areas, and you could see a, people starting to. You could see doctors and hospital administrators, and politicians, uh, either possibly being res- arrested, mm. or or just sued like to, to oblivion, or you know who knows what else. If by coming out of this, yeah, and plus it's 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 really stirring up public opinion. Truckers are starting to roll in Europe. Hmm. They've been rolling in the United Kingdom. I saw today where they were, they're were. they planning a roll in Israel. Mm-hmm. The truckers are going to roll in Israel, uh, in convoys, in opposition. And the, they're looking at, at the end of February, the United States, truckers rolling from California to Washington, D.C. Yep and uh in a big convoy and truckers have already from the united states have already gone up to canada to support the truckers up there um there's yeah. so much to cover we can't cover it all but um but the, you know you see a worldwide rebellion against this fake demic um,
0: mm-hmm. the other
1: thing about schools brothers they they have what's called ftes that you know i worked Uh, schools for a long time yeah i I knew a lot of i had a lot of friends that were school police officers and we worked together i was i worked at colleges after doing some municipal police work and um they depend on ftes for their funding and ftes are based on attendance Mm. and when students stop attending because they're in protest or whatever it might be the schools start losing money and the schools, um, they don't want to lose money. They don't oh, no. want to lose. They don't want to lose funding. No, no. So they're not going to Newsom- like that. <laughs> right. So if Newsom uh, mandated this as far as kids going to school, uh-huh. that could be devastating to the funding of those schools because parents, we might say, we'll teach them at home. We'll homeschool. We'll send them to a different. We'll we'll do something different. We are not going to let them go to school. And uh, because, you know, the parents that are awake and they've done their research and know what's going on, they know it's very harmful to these kids. These kids have literally no chance of dying from the flu. Oh, absolutely. And the common code, which, which, by the way, is the vast majority of COVID. Mm -hmm. Very little of COVID is actually COVID. They've included the flu in in the common code. Um, and the, the you know in the tests, the uh, PCR test, the inventor of the PCR test said it what it was designed for was to detect DNA, uh-huh. even dead DNA. And the purpose of it was to be used in labs for research to pick up DNA so that they could study DNA further. So they could they could pick up DNA with the PCR test and then put it under the microscope and, and study it. And so it picks up dead DNA. Um, it's not designed to determine if someone has COVID or the flu or anything else. And so the whole test system has been fake. Mm-hmm. So fear has become the new drug. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, fear has replaced our trust in God. Yeah. And so fear has driven us toward... The government is going to save us. The government is going to save us. The government is going to save us. The vaccines are going to save us. The CDC, the WHO, the FDA—it's going to save us from this, you know, horrible, horrible pandemic. Um, That is idolatry, Mm -hmm. because you're not trusting God. You know, and and here's the thing: is that um, here's some more things about it being fake. So, the recovery rate in everybody is 99%. Now, it could be 99.99% in, in younger folks, in older folks with comorbidities and things like that, 99.97% um, is what they're finding. Children are not at risk. And everything was called COVID 19, including seasonal food and the common cold. So. So the seasonal flu disappeared for literally two years. <laughs> and all of a sudden, now it's back. Did you notice that? Uh, oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it it and it's back. funny because a lot, a lot of people are like, oh, I got the flu. I get a cold. It's like we kind of forgot about the COVID-19 right there, right? <laughs> right. And that's a good thing that they're doing that. Uh, oh, absolutely. At least now, they're recognizing it, that
1: it was the flu
0: or it right. is the cold, right? So
1: Exactly. It's, yeah. Now everyone entering a hospital was given a COVID nineteen test, right? Well, yep. mm-hmm. so many of them oh, yeah. were picking up the dead DNA, mm-hmm. and so they'd say you have a positive COVID test. Um, the hospital protocols called called for the use of remdesivir, remdesivir I should say, yeah. and uh, two ventilators huh. shoved down the throat into the lungs.
0: Jeez!
1: Now, if you go to Google, Google won't do this. I tested it. I went to Google and just researched this, and Google gives the um, the propaganda line put out by the WHO and the CDC and all of that saying, oh, no, remdesivir is fine. There's no problems with it, da 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 You go to that, that go, and you are able to pick up independent doctors who have done their own research on this and have found that the, the tests that the CDC is citing on remdesivir were flawed um, studies. They were flawed, flawed clinical studies. Uh, they didn't pass muster when it came to um, the peer review and then they come out and say the actual truth of it is, and this is based upon better studies, is that remdesivir uh, causes fluid to build up in the lungs. Uh, and it, it, it's, exer- exasper- it's exacerbated by the uh, vin- by the ventilator. So they remdesivir plus a ventilator on someone who doesn't even have COVID, which, by the way, we still haven't isolated any virus to identify it. You can't prove uh, scientifically that it even exists. All we have is press releases put out by the CDC and the WHO saying, oh, yeah, you know, COVID, 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 COVID. But they have not provided any kind of real clinical scientific study to prove even in its existence uh. and so um it it causes the, you know the lungs to fill up and it, and it it kills you yeah and so people who were healthy going in for i don't know maybe a broken leg or maybe uh, maybe they have pneumonia maybe they have cancer, maybe they have heart issues, it could be right. almost anything. They get tested, oh, you've got COVID, they get stuffed in a COVID ward, they, they're given remdesivir, and a tube is stuck down their throat, and it kills them. Yeah, yeah. And when people wake up to this, when, when people who are still believing the government wake up to this, because it will come out. All mm. this information will come out, and it's going to come out so part of it through the uh, Nuremberg 2.0 trial, the, the, the international court's going to be revealing all this in their reports, and uh, other means it will be coming out that they lied to us. The CDC lied to us. The FDA has lied to us. The WHO has lied to us, and they've been killing people in these hospitals with their protocols. Yeah, yeah. When, when people begin figuring out that that has happened. And they wake up to the fact that this has been killing their relatives and their friends and their co-workers. Uh, the concern is is that the people who right now who are awake are very calm and very peaceful. That won't be happening. Some of these people are not calm and they're not peaceful. And they will literally be going after these doctors. They'll be going after um, these hospital administrators or these politicians. It will be a very dangerous world for those folks. If that were to happen, Um, you you know, we're peaceful. The the, the convoy up in Canada, the truckers, they're very peaceful, right? They're peaceful people. They don't want violence. They don't want to hurt anyone the reports from up there is that even you can't even have trash on the ground for five seconds before somebody's picking it up, put it in the trash can. Right. right. They're, they're feeding the homeless. These truckers are going around and giving food to the homeless and they're helping them, where it, opposite of what Trudeau has been saying. And um, so the peaceful people are awake right now. But I think yeah, but when the other people wake up to what's been going on, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah,
0: no, that's very true. Hey, you mentioned Justin Trudeau. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he is a close relative to uh, Gavin Newsom. I mean, Newsom. I don't know. I think he's uh, from the same gene. Okay. Anyways, you you mentioned him and how he was actually attacking those truckers, that uh, Freedom Convoy, right? Right. Well... You Know who Bill Maher is, bro, right? A comedian yeah. slash has his own uh, uh, like HBO show, talk show that he does. Yes, you know, Bill Maher is a self uh, named, uh, I think what atheist or agnostic. He's very critical, critical of Christianity, does not believe right. in Jesus Christ, does not believe in God. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. But he doesn't, he doesn't really,
1: I mean, he's had Christians on his show to talk
0: about. Oh, no, absolutely. No, no, he, at least I give it to him that he does bring, you know, uh, uh, people that have completely opposite views as his, which is great. I mean, he's had, uh,
1: I give him uh, that, um, he's willing to have a conversation. uh,
0: Shapiro, Uh, what's his name, Ben Shapiro, he's had Ben Shapiro in the show and they've had really good uh uh back and forth interactions. I mean, he's had some uh, conservative uh, uh folks as well. Uh well, anyways, he came out and, and he was he torched uh, Justin Trudeau for uh, his attacks on the on the truckers. And he actually said, "Now you sound like Hitler." That's exactly what Marr said.
1: I was saying that, that's interesting because I was saying in my um in my uh in my um Videos, that uh-huh. I do, you know, my, yeah. my, my news videos. That uh, if Trudeau goes after those truckers, mm-hmm. it's just going to make him look like a little Hitler. It's not going to. It's not going to help him. It's yeah. it's going to hurt hurt him as far as public opinion goes. Uh-huh. It's interesting that uh, Marr said that. I didn't know he said that. Yeah, well, he said
0: it, which
1: I mean supports
0: what you said, bro.
1: So wow. anyway, here I'll read you a little bit on this.
0: Uh, <clears throat> I found it in an article. And I want to get your thoughts on it. So it says HBO host Bill Maher tore into Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on Friday over remarks that Trudeau has made in recent days about truckers, uh, about trucker protests that have been taking place in his country. Uh, Maher's criticism of Trudeau comes after Trudeau had called the truckers has called the truckers that are protesting a French minority. That holds unacceptable views. (laughs) Here it says, Justin Trudeau. I mean, I thought he was kind of a cool guy. Then I started to read what he said, Mars says. This is a couple of weeks ago he was, or maybe this is in September. But he was talking about people who are not vaccinated. He said they don't believe in science. They're often misogynistic, often racist. That's Trudeau's uh, thoughts. Uh, no, they're not," Mars said. He said, "But they take up space, and with that, we have to make a choice in terms of the leader as a country. Do we tolerate these people? It's like tolerate them," Mars says. Now you sound like Hitler. And recently, he talked about them holding unacceptable views. Mars' remarks about Trudeau came immediately after an uh, uh, entrepreneur, Vivek. Ramaswamy told the HBO host that the trucker protests in Canada were not a left or right issue, and that it was about everyday citizens rising up against overreaching governments. Look, I think it is about something more. If you think this is about vaccine mandates or about white supremacy, you're missing the point. This isn't a left or right issue, Ram- Ramaswamy a founder of multi-billion dollar company said this is about an uprising of everyday citizens in dem- in democracies around the world it's not just canada it's not the united it's not just the united states it's western europe too rising against the biggest threat to actual democracy which i think is the rise of this managerial class in democracies around the world that are crushing the will of everyday people through bureaucracies uh, does that sound like the globalist, bro? Or what?
1: Oh, that's that's right out of the globalist playbook.
0: Yeah, and it continues here. And it's the same people, by the way, Bill, who staff corporate boards of directors, who ends up as associate deans of universities, who then end up being appointed as diplomats abroad, he continued. These are the unelected... Hold on, this thing just gave me a quicker... uh, Stop it, stop it. Sometimes the internet acts out, but let's get back into it. Uh, 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 Where'd it go, where'd it go? Um, uh, Anyway, he says, these are the unelected class of leaders that ultimately, I think, are using their bureaucratic power to supplant the will of everyday, not only Americans, but Canadians and Western Europeans too. And that's why we're seeing a fusion of both the left and the right here saying that, actually, we want our voices heard. We want to be able to speak without fear of putting food on the dinner table. And you know what? The beautiful thing about a democracy is that so far, thank God, this has been a peaceful set of protest. I hope it says, stays that way. And then he continues to say... That's part of the messiness of democracy. That's part of what makes it beautiful. And so I was a biotech CEO after the George, when the George Floyd protests played out in 2020. He later added, I was still a biotech CEO back then. Back then, every institutional elite in America and other countries around the world, but especially in America, would step up and say what we needed to do is we need to listen and open our hearts and minds. And I think those same institutional leaders will now do well to take a page from that playbook in listening to these truckers. What a difference of opinion from uh, Mr. Trudeau, don't you think?
1: Yes, and I am I agree with everything that uh, you you quoted there from Mar. I, yeah. I think that was a very good, very well put statement, a good statement when it comes to this. Yeah,
0: that, those were the remarks from uh, Mr. Swami. Swami, uh, I forget his name. Oh, Rama Swami. Uh, okay. he, he's a multi-billion-dollar company. The founder of uh, a place called multi-billion-dollar companies. And Mar agree with everything he said. So obviously that's Mar as well. His opinion would be that as well, uh, you know. But I mean, it's it's great yeah. what he said in regards to the truckers. Yeah. They've been peaceful. Uh, you just mentioned that they have gone around feeding some of the homeless that they come across. You know, as they're doing in convoy, uh, right. they've been supportive of each other. Uh, right. they yeah, I haven't seen anybody you know fighting or violent, violently reacting you know because they're getting in their face or anything like that no On they're the very contrary it's peaceful right. uh, you know uh, completely opposite of what some people have said and right. for the prime minister of uh Canada to come out and and, and uh, completely attack them like that wow what a jerk to me that was a jerk move
1: uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, it's also a strategic move. That, but oh, I, think I, I think it's um, a bad strategy, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, unless it's used as a distraction and they're doing something over here. Okay. They get our focus on the truckers and so they can do something over here that we're not paying attention to, you know. Okay. Um, yeah. The sleight of hand trick, which globalists like to do a lot. Um, but... But it's not working out for them. Here's why Canada was really kind of a divided country before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, British Columbia was not the same as Ontario or the Ottawa, right? right? And all those and East and West were not were kind of divided from each other. They didn't really care for each other. You know, Fr- the French, French was still being spoken in the East of Canada, whereas mostly to English in the, in the West side of Canada. Uh, and it just, the, the country was just kind of not really together on anything. And this, this has brought the country together. It has brought Canada together. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I've, yeah. I've never seen so many Americans come to rally for Canada, the people of Canada, as I have seen now. Mm. Um, that they are backing these truckers and backing the people of Canada, and um, trying to do anything they can to help and support them. Uh, the uh, you know GoFundMe they might be in trouble just like CNN is dropping like like a rock. CNN wow. will cease. CNN very well could cease to exist very very soon. Um, they are losing. Their shirt when it comes. I mean, nobody's watching them anymore. They're losing money. Uh, the same's happening to Facebook. Facebook lost over a million viewers within, uh, you know, within a like two or three months, a no, quarter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, they're they're dropping like a rock. I mean, you're you're watching people resign left and right. Um, so the 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 whole backlash against the Great Awakening. Is really having a devastating effect on these globalists, and the fact that Canada has been uniting—that is absolutely huge. And Trudeau is scared to death of that. The globalists are scared of it, and and United, And Canada has inspired the entire world to rise up and to begin to fight these mandates. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not the globalists don't like that, but. Trudeau cannot win against a united Canada. And I've said this, if the people are not with him, he cannot win this battle. He would have to literally become Castro and wipe a whole bunch of people out, bring the army in and just start shooting people up and dropping them and rule with an iron fist. That's the only way he could he could survive at this point. And I, if he does that, then he will be in big trouble because um, you you don't survive doing that. You really don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, <sighs> Castro totally ruined Cuba. Oh, yeah. You look at Argentina. I is it Argentina I'm thinking of? Uh, down in South America. Oh, um. um not Colombia, but... Um, uh, I can't think of the name of the country now. It was it was a, a Chile. Is it Chile or uh, Argentina?
0: No, think, it's, Argentina. It? it's Argentina. It's Argentina.
1: Yeah, it's Argentina. That was really a, a very prosperous country, and then uh, socialism came in and pretty much just totally destroyed it. But um, he will he will go down in history as the next Hitler if he does that, and and uh, and people around the world will rally against him. You know. Not a position he probably wants to be in. History doesn't fare well for those guys. Mussolini didn't do well. Hitler did well for a little while, and then he was totally you know, totally wiped out. The Soviet uh, leaders, uh, you know, you got Stalin and Lenin and uh, Brezhnev and uh, all of those guys. Khrushchev banged his shoe on the desk at the UN and said, we will bury you. We will bury you. Um, Those guys are not looked well upon right now when it comes to history. Even in Russia, I don't think they're looked well upon, you know? And so it doesn't bode well to go that direction, but it's all globalism. It's all the, all the, the attempt to enslave the population. And they use finances, they use taxes, they use, Uh, various means of that like that to enslave debt is a big way to enslave people Um, and propaganda through the news is Mm -hmm. a way of enslaving people but i just don't see trudeau going to that level Mm -hmm. uh when the people rise up in unison now see if he could have divided it east versus west if he could have kept Canada kind of divided against each other. He would have had a chance to rise his own people up and and kind of counter protest against the protesters and maybe gain some ground. He doesn't have that, and he doesn't have that at all. Yeah, he's it's him against the people of Canada. And in cases like that, you don't win. Uh, Poland when they when they rose up against their communist. Dictatorship back in the eighties, uh, uh, Lewinsky, Lewinsky, I can't remember his name, but um, he was uh, a Polish uh, opposition leader. He got the people completely. Remember, he used he used the um, the unions in Poland mm. to rise up against the government, against the communist government, and they literally overth- overthrew that government. They ran they ran that government completely out of the country. And took it over and uh, brought freedom to Poland. Um, when they're unified like that, you can't win. Look at Berlin. The Berlin Wall came yeah. down because the people were 100% unified against a tyrannical government. You had West and East Berlin. And you remember the the airlift, you know, they get supplies into um east east berlin people uh because germany was split in half i don't know if people know that history so the younger folks may not know that history because they don't teach history anymore um germany was split in half between east and west and berlin was uh a part of the west but it was in the east side of the country Mm -hmm. and so they literally had to airlift supplies into them and stuff. But Berlin, that little part of Berlin was able to rise up and bring so much pressure, and then the, the combination with what Reagan was doing when it came to um, uh, Gorbachev. Mm-hmm. It was it was the president of Russia, and Russia was um, the Soviet Union, and he was he was a reformer. Gorbachev was he wanted to liberalize uh, the Soviet Union more. He want, he wanted to bring in more a little bit more freedom, a little bit more economic freedom and so forth into Russia. So he was a, a reformer, and uh, Reagan worked with him, and, and, and the combination of all that just brought that wall down, the Berlin mm-hmm. Wall, and that was a great moment in history.
0: Oh, it's historical, historical. Yeah.
1: And uh, then um, I think we're at another great moment in mm-hmm. history right now with this trucker protest. I, I don't yeah. know that people understand or realize how significant this really is.
0: Yeah. No, it's good but, stuff, bro. Uh yeah. going back to uh, the country you were thinking of down south as Venezuela, not Argentina, Venezuela.
1: Venezuela, okay. Yeah, what yeah, yeah, you're you right. were thinking it's of. Venezuela.
0: Uh well mm-hmm. to make a point on uh you were talking about earlier, you know, this trucker <clears throat> convoy situation being a uh, distraction. Uh Recently, I was reading a little bit more into, you know, because also we have the other issue with Christian pastors being uh, arrested for preaching against uh, the LGBTQ, LMNLP, whatever, whatever, right? Right. Uh, Preaching from the pulpit that uh, it's a sin to be, uh, 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 if you have any homosexual uh, uh, relationship or to consider yourself gay. Um, Well, reading into... You know, if it is a distraction, it's because they want to completely criminalize Christianity as a whole. You know, I had come across an article where uh, it talks about the Canadian legal apparatus. And here it talks about how over two decades in Canada, uh, an alert minority have served and sought to oppose... Uh, so far, fruitlessly, and I don't know how long this article was written, the gradual construction of a human rights and legal apparatus with the potential to severely restrict the freedoms and liberty of Christians, especially since July 2005, and the scandalous legal fiction redeem, uh, redefining marriage in the Canadian state a steady stream of criminal and administrative law has, fo- has found its way onto the statute, books that can, that can and has been gradually wielding, wielded against Christians and their faith by the police, professional bodies, human rights tribunals, and the courts. In 2017, the Liberal government amended sections of Canada's criminal code that deal with hatred toward an identifiable group. Uh, hatred itself is not defined in the code, but writing statements or signs deemed to incite or promote hatred could be regarded as criminal. And then it gives you a 2013 Supreme Court of Canada decision states that hate speech is expression that is likely to expose a person or persons to des- to. Des- the, <clears throat> excuse me, detestation and vilification of the basis of a prohibited ground of discrimination. In the twenty seventeen revision to the criminal code sections listing identifiable groups, which already included sexual orientation, the highly controversial ideological ideological concepts generated by radical critical theory gender identity and expression were added to the identifiable groups listed in section 318 Uh, it says the promoting and inciting of hatred towards these newly created groups now includes making statements in a public place or making statements in any other setting than that of a private conversation although religious arguments are ostensible uh, considered a possible defense if they are made in good faith the subjectivity of both hatred and good faith give course incredible latitude in finding someone guilty. In the event of a conviction, the offense carries up to two years in prison. Can you believe that, bro?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of do. Um, I mean, I, I, I
0: as Christians, should this surprise us at all, bro? That's my no. question to you.
1: No, and no, why really. shouldn't it surprise us? Well, number one, Christ said that we would be persecuted as Christians. The world would hate us. The world hated him, and so the world would hate us. I mean, that's, uh-huh. that's the first principle. But the second thing is we've we've seen this coming for quite a while now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is um, 10 years ago. This was a trend that was heading in our direction. And remember the uh, the shop owners that were being persecuted here in this country because they didn't want to violate their faith and some request that – um, someone from LGBTQ um, was making concerning uh, a, a gay wedding, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. And the shopper would say, well, I can make you a cake, but I can't put that on a cake. You know, mm-hmm. I can't put this on a cake. I can't do that. It would violate my faith. It would violate mm-hmm. my – I would be in disobedience to God. I'd be in disobedience to the Lord if I did that. And I'm not going to disobey the Lord, Right. Mm-hmm. And then they would come and sue, and they would they would go after them, and all of this. So it's an agenda that's been around for a long time, yeah. and I'm sure you know we know that's been in, going on in Canada as well. And these uh, people gain positions in government; they gain power in government, and this this includes pedophiles. There's a lot of pedophiles mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. government. Uh, in positions of government, within the bureaucracies, even elected officials who are secretly pedophiles, and I'm uh, well, look at Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. He, He's—I'm convinced he's a pedophile. Mm.
0: He's, and, a, he re, he's a creepster, man. Every every no. picture or video you see him next to a kid, those right. kids are like
1: cringing. <laughs> uh, yeah, and what, what are their parents uh. thinking? What in the world are their parents oh, thinking? Man. They're oblivious, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, come on, get a clue. You, you don't know how to protect your kids. But uh, but the other thing is that uh, with that kind of thing, if the if the persecution of the church begins uh, up in Canada like that, then the judgment of God begins to fall upon that government. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just the same as you know Moses and Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. There's your sure, principle. Sure,
0: sure.
1: God said to Pharaoh, "This is my instructions to you, Pharaoh. You're going. To, what you're required to do mm-hmm. is let my people go." Pharaoh said, "No." God said, "Oh, you're saying no to me? You're saying no to me, Pharaoh? You think you're the big, big ruler of Egypt? Okay. you have you're nothing without God. So." I'll, I'm gonna teach you a little lesson, Pharaoh. I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you who who the one true God is, and He taught Pharaoh through a series of very very harsh judgments on Egypt. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Well, he
1: does. That he didn't. It didn't end there, folks. He still does that to nations today.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. He said to Abraham. Those who bless you, I will bless, and those who curse you, I will curse. But guess who that extends to today? <laughs> the church. <laughs> Christians, <laughs> uh, first Christians first believers, day, bro. the church. Yep. We, are, we are grafted in. Romans says mm-hmm. we're grafted in. The Apostle Paul said we're grafted in. We are Israel. Yep. We are God's chosen, right? Yep. And anyone who goes after us, they are cursed by God. It's really that simple. Look what Uh happened. Go ahead. Look what happened to the Roman Empire when they persecuted the Christians. Mm. That was the beginning of the decline of the Roman Empire.
0: Oh yeah, it was. There's always
1: all. all these theories about well, what caused the decline of the Roman Empire? The decline, the, the, the decline of the Roman Empire, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they have all these political theories and these sociological theories. No, the reason that declined is because it began. They it began persecuting Christians. It's really that simple. Yep. God placed a curse on it and, it, and it and it slowly it died a very slow and painful death. Yeah. Yep. But guess who continued to thrive?
0: Christians, exactly, exactly.
1: So it won't I, work.
0: Yep.
1: You know and Christians need to remember that vengeance of mine, saith the Lord, we don't take vengeance, we don't, we don't get angry, we don't chew them out, we don't. If they arrest you while you're in the car, about the car being uh, transported by the officers, verbally, loud, out loud, say a prayer for the officers. Mm. That will shock them. Yep. Say a prayer for the judge at the court. say a prayer for your jailers. pray for them. do good to those who persecute you. Mm-hmm. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Our warfare is not political, it's not physical, it's spiritual and so am I gonna get this pat I'm just reading this passage, brother, and you can you can ref- oh, read really,
0: it, bro the only you, thing you, I was no, gonna uh, add while you're doing that is. Uh, my brother hit the nail on the head on <clears> that because I was gonna, you know, I was gonna bring up the fact that the true church expect to be persecuted. The false church is the one who's gonna be judged by God. That's where the judgment is coming. Just yes. like God separated the sheep from the goat, the goats in Scripture. He's gonna He's gonna separate the sheep from the goats here in, 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 within the church. And those that are going to suffer the consequences of persecution uh, heavily, obviously, is the true believer. But the just consequence of that persecution are going to be the false evangelicals, the false church, the wolves in
1: sheep's clothing. So right,
0: uh, they, they I, will
1: they will cooperate with the government.
0: Oh, absolutely, and I think oh, exactly, and, and they're the ones who's going to actually point us out, point the real Christians out. Uh, uh, so that they can suffer that persecution Um, another thing bro I think also what all this is besides exposing those things within the church it's also bringing to light the truth of the gospel those that stand in God's true word are the one who's going to come out victorious are the one who's going to persevere right? Right. where the ones that are not are the ones who's going to fall you know, under that regime, they're gonna be victim to that establishment, and you're gonna see the difference between what a true believer stands for and what they do. Mm-hmm. To a, a, a here's a here's how
1: here's how God will do it. Before I read this passage, mm-hmm. he will cause internal strife among them. Oh yeah they will they will turn on each other and begin to attack each other and destroy each other Mm. that's that's what critical race theory does and that's what lgbt uh agenda does Mm -hmm. they they eventually begin to eat their own
0: yeah
1: and 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 they will self-destruct they will implode from within Mm. that's a that's a part of god's judgment another one is they will god will hit them economically Mm-hmm. The the um, plagues in Egypt hit Egypt economically really hard. And so you expect to see the economy begin to crash in these countries. We're looking at the Fed completely crashing in the United States soon. The Fed is, is at, at complete bonkers as to what to do to solve this problem that we're having in our economy. And I think we will see the, the Fed completely crash and, and begin and basically cease to exist because it is a private company mm-hmm. that is uh, running the money uh, for the United States. Well, it's actually, it's for the corporation of Washington, D.C., but not really we the people. Yeah. But um, it, it will crash and that will be part of God's judgment. The same could happen in, in, in Canada. Um, and then you will begin to see crime go up because godless, when godless people are in power, proverb says the people mourn because you have crime. You have, you know, the cities are, we saw this over the last couple of years, the cities being burned, people, the horrible reports of crime happening. Now we're having a lot of cops being shot, being in shootouts with more criminals. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing is the invasion from outside, and we're seeing that through our southern border. We're being invaded on the southern border. Human trafficking is mm. flowing through our southern border. These kids that are coming in on the southern border, they're not with their parents. They're being trafficked by by uh, slave owners. Mm. They're slaves of slave owners, and the slave owners are bringing them in. And what are certain some people saying in the country? Leave those kids alone! Dude, yeah. You're just, you're separating them from their parents. You're doing it. no. They're rescuing these kids. These kids are in bondage. Yeah,
0: you
1: know, uh, and so you you so one of the four judgments right out of Isaiah. Mm-hmm. It's it's or is it? I'm sorry, Ezekiel 14, I think it is. Ezekiel 14:28. Yeah. Uh, it's it's. It's famine, lack of food. What are we seeing? We're seeing food shortages. They're saying, They're taint, you will know, kill the crops. And the soil's depleted. And all of this, you begin to see food shortages, mm. right? Uh, pestilence, disease. God brings disease. In this case, it's not COVID that's the judgment of God. It's the solution to COVID. It's the, it's the uh, experimental you know, mRNA. Uh, injections mm. okay? that that they're calling COVID nineteen vaccines. Um, those are the things. That's Omicron, and that's the thing that is causing people to go in the hospital and be really sick, and a lot of people are dying from it. Yeah, uh, that's the judgment of God. And uh, then you have um, so you have sword, you have famine, you have pestilence, and you have the sword. The sword is outside invasion, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The sword is. Uh, the, I'm sorry. The sword is crime. The sword is internal strife within the nation. That's the crime, and that's the the, the uh, internal fighting. That's civil war. That's a sword, right? And then the last thing that Ezekiel mentions concerning the four judgments of God is the beast. And that basically the beast is an outside invasion coming into the country. Mm -hmm. What are we we seeing with the United States? We're seeing the invasion of China. The the Chinese Communist Party is currently invading the United States, but doing it in, in a 21st century warfare manner through cyber warfare, through infiltration into our government. There's a lot of infiltration into our government right now by communist Chinese operatives who are in our bureaucracies. They're, they're elected officials. They are in the White House, uh, you know, White House staff and so forth. And uh, they are working inside our government to take it down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that, so there you have, you have famine, you have pestilence, you have the sword, and you have Beast, and that's the four judgments of God, and we see those four judgments clearly occurring in the United States right now. And the only way that those judgments are going to be lifted is if we obey God. Mm. And the only way to only way to do that is by what I'm about to read. Uh, Ephesians chapter six says, "Put on the whole armor of God." That she may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Mm -hmm. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that she may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth, So, everything we have to be truthful and have and 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 repeating propaganda is not being truthful. Repeating the propaganda put out by an evil government is not being truthful. Um, And having a breastplate of the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the truth of the gospel, above all, taking the shield of faith. So if we're if we're filled with fear because the fear is being pumped into us by the media, mm-hmm. that's not faith. You know, hug, yeah. Hug hug your relatives. Let, let your grandkids hug you, hug your grandparents. Stop being fearful of that. Uh, you know, God God has his appointed time for us to leave in the manner in which we will leave this world. God's in control of that. Educate yourself and and don't don't uh, don't take away that human contact because that's the whole six distance facade. Yeah, they want us separated from each other. They don't want us close. They don't want us uniting. They don't want us to have strong families. They're trying to destroy the family. They don't want us having strong communities. So they're pushed to six distance. Stay away. Stay isolated. It, it's it's isolate, divide, and control. That is the tactic. Don't let them get away with it. Um, so faith, not fear. Uh, that means be in church on Sunday, and and don't worry about the. If you if you're so scared of catching the flu or COVID that you stay away from church, uh, you are not. Walking in faith, you're walking by the flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it says, uh, taking the shield of faith wherewith you see, with wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Well, how do you quench the fiery darts by, by faith? The fiery darts are the lies, the propaganda, the deception, above all taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. If you get this sense that something's not right, and it's going against everything that you're being told in the news media, told by the government, told by the government agencies, but you still have this sense something's not right. that's That might be the Holy Spirit telling you something's not right. So, listen to the Holy Spirit. Um, And then, uh, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. He says, and for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. So, So, that's our warfare. It's not politics. It's not, even though politics is important, we don't want to ignore that. But that's not the primary battle. It's spiritual. We need to be on our knees in prayer. We need to pray with our spouse every night. We need to be in the Word every day. We need to turn the TV off. We need to turn the social media off. We need to turn anything that becomes an idol in our life and a distraction, we need to get rid of it and turn it off. We are so addicted to to these social media sites that are, that are dinging our phone every 30 minutes during our day during the day. And we're constantly going back to it and going back to it. we we become a a, a social media addicts, just like we become fear addicts. It's an addiction. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And, and we need to break that addiction. We dumped our TV, we dumped cable, we dumped, satellite and we and I've dumped Facebook I dumped Twitter I don't you know YouTube I don't post on YouTube anymore um I might watch a car a car review or something on YouTube every once in a while but that's pretty much it uh I've gone back to reading the scriptures reading good books uh journaling prayer my wife and I pray and we read the scripture together every night You you can't imagine what that's done for our marriage. You can't imagine what that's done for our spiritual life and our ability to stand against the walls of the devil. We do this to ourselves because we let the world dictate to us how we are to live. We let the world dictate to us that we're going to be in debt. Oh, you can get it on credit. Just get it on credit. No. Credit is devilish. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Credit destroys your finances, and 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 it and finances are a big stress in your marriage. Get rid of it. If you don't have the money to buy it, don't buy it. Control yourselves. You know, I my wife and I had to learn that. We had to learn how to control ourselves. We were out of control for many many years. When we got in control, man, it changed our life completely. Watch what you eat. Stop eating junk. You wonder why you can't get that fat off your belly? I've dropped, I have dropped from 203, I'm down to one, like 182 now, brother. Wow. And I didn't do it by, by buying some product that somebody's selling on, on internet. Mm-hmm. We did it by changing our diet, get, educating ourselves on what's making us fat and dumping that out of our diet and eating healthy foods. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean salads all day. Some vegetables will make you fat, folks. Educate yourself. So anyway, uh, that's my spiel, brother.
0: No, I love it. You know what, brother? It's funny because... <clears throat> or not funny, but it's amazing how you were reading Ephesians. Uh, I came to mind uh, when I used to play in the band with my buddy Felipe back in the day. This band started back in like 1998. Anyways, around 2001, two. Somewhere around there, we wrote a song called Spiritual War. And when we wrote it then, when we wrote, I wrote it back then, it, it you know it made sense to a certain degree, obviously, because my theology wasn't completely worked out. <laughs> I was still very much in Armenian back then. Uh, but rereading, I, I had to bring it up because I had to remember exactly what I wrote. It's been such a long time since I even sang the song or... But anyways it had to do with ephesians 6 in our battle obviously our spiritual battle and just to kind of read you a little bit the way i wrote it i obviously i plagiarized the bible <laughs> everybody plagiarizes the bible <laughs> right? so anyways the verses go like this bro Pre- preparing for battle i'm going to war keeping keep my keep reminding myself it's a spiritual war my soul is the target i can't lose control Because Jesus has told me, victory is yours. Forces of evil, they want your soul. The prince of darkness desires, desires total control. So put on your armor and take a hold of the cross. Go fight the good battle in the name of the Lord. The chorus goes, so with the strength of his spirit, I am heading to war. With the shield of faith in hand and his word as my sword, I'm heading to war, spiritual war. And then the last of the verses says indispensable prayer will link us to his strength. Divinely protected is what will be helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, pieces of your armor to battle wickedness. We battle with demons, not with flesh and blood. Exposing the darkness is why we've come. So put on your armor and take a hold of the cross. Go fight the good battle, which which Jesus has won. And it goes back to the chorus, so with the strength of his spirit, I am heading to war. With the shield of faith in hand and his word as my sword, I'm heading to war, spiritual war. (laughs) Rereading that, brother, with my uh, uh, mindset now? Wow, that makes a lot of sense with what you were uh, just reading off of Ephesians. Wow, it's a spiritual war. And that's exactly the way we are to carry ourselves as believers. We are to hold, to take a hold of the word of God and use that as our strength, as our sword, you mm-hmm. know, to continue our life here in this world.
1: It was well written, brother. I really like those lyrics. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, that. I really do. So, very nice. Good stuff, well, brother. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, there's so much more we could cover. Absolutely. Absolutely but i mean we can't get it all
0: no no good thing we have uh, well, we can do podcasts every week right <laughs> yeah once a week which is not
1: really enough but you know it, it is enough really because uh, we don't focus just on we don't focus just on the, um, the current events we focus on the the meaning behind them and what what god might be doing in our world right now and what that means for us and how it affects us. And that's really the focus of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, we do update on what's happening, but more than that, we, we want to connect to how does that relate to God's providence? How does it relate to what he is doing in the world right now? I, I believe what's happening is we're going to emerge out of this mm-hmm. um, w- with a different world, basically. With people that, um, I, I think there's going to be some uh, some uh, increase in people coming to Christ. And I think there's going to be some revival in the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, revival, folks, you have to understand, revival has to do with believers, not unbelievers.
0: Yes.
1: It's being revived. Uh, you have to be vibed the first time before you can be revived, right? <laughs> you have to be a believer to be revived. And I believe that the God is reviving believers and waking believers up through this. Yeah. And when believers are woken up, the gospel goes forth with power and people come to Christ. Mm. And I believe that is that is the end game that God has. I mean, the globalists, yeah, they're they're cunning, you know? I mean, they're they're sinister they're cl- they have they're very clandestine. They, they work behind the scenes. we can't really see what they're doing until it starts to manifest itself. And they are very powerful. but they picked the fight with God. Mm-hmm. you know I mean these, these 13 families and Soros and the Bill and Linda Gates Foundation and Klaus Schwab, they've picked a fight with God. Well the problem is they, they, they picked a fight with an opponent that is omniscient omnipresent, and omnipotent.
0: Yeah.
1: And God knows everything they're doing. He knows all their plans. He knows all their little secret, sinister, uh, clandestine, secret society plans. And he knows all about their pedophilia, and he's exposing it. He knows all about, you know, Epstein Island was exposed by God. He knows about their Moloch worship. He knows about all of it. And God will, re- will reveal all of it. He, he will expose these people for what and who they really are. I don't believe God is bringing judgment on the people who are fighting for righteousness. Mm. You know, who mm-hmm. Who have recognized their own sin and have dealt with their own sin humble themselves before God saying, be merciful unto me, Lord, for I am a sinner. Those people are not the people that the judgment is falling on. It's the globalist. And it's those people who are in rebellion against God. That's where the judgment is going to fall. Mm -hmm. For the believer, it's going to be a time of great spiritual blessing and revival. You know, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think when you get away from the end times mentality and you look at it in reality to what's really going on, you, you, you land in, right there in the middle of that territory where God's blessing the believers and cursing those who are, who are cursing God. Yeah. And, uh, and this is where we're heading now. Things look like a total mess right now. But they won't look like that for much longer. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of being, things being revealed right now. Every week in the news, it's like, it's like getting hit with a, a fire hose of information. Yeah. We're watching CNN die, we're watching the, the mainstream media networks die. We're watching the, the slow, painful decline of Facebook, the slow, painful defi- the, the, the decline of Twitter. We're watching the, the slow, painful, de- the, um, uh, the, I've lost my word, decline. slow, painful decline, <laughs> thank you, of, um, of YouTube. And I think we're going to start seeing it with the pharmaceutical companies as well. God will bring mm. his judgment on the pharmaceutical companies they will be exposed for the evil that they have committed against humanity and it will bring them down. And when you when you place it with the Lord, the anger subsides. You begin you stop being angry with these people and you start pitying them. You start wanting to pray for them and because you know what's coming their direction and it's not good. You want to see them come to Christ. Absolutely, um, and so that's that's where we need to be, um, and that's that's what love is. Mm-hmm. It says, "Love your enemies." That's what that is. Exactly. That's giving the anger to God. That's giving the the uh, the anger that the righteous anger that stirs within us against these people because what they do is evil. Giving that to the Lord and saying, "This is my righteous anger. I'm giving it to you, Lord." You take it and use it to your glory, mm. and God gives you a different mentality. He begins to—that's when you begin to be able to love your enemies, whereas you could not do it before.
0: Mm. Good stuff, bro. Good stuff. Uh, just to just to close out here, uh, I love what you said about getting our mindset away from uh, the the uh, the end of the world, last day mentality. Uh, And, folks, for us, that has to do with our eschatology, theology that that we adhere to. Uh, My brother and I, we hold to the kingdom. The spiritual kingdom is here right now. It is victorious. The church is victorious. Right. Uh, Therefore, we live in that uh, security. We live with that hope. And we live life as if God's kingdom is reigning uh it, that's exactly what the bible teaches uh so bro that, that was awesome. I think uh the ending like that is excellent for this podcast um appreciate yeah. your thoughts bro I mean there was a lot of information we could spend hours going over everything but yeah, you're right once a week is will suffice for now eventually we'll change it to maybe a couple times a week but uh, in the meantime uh man this is this is a joy for us and a blessing bro. it's always good seeing
1: you. You too, Um, bro. I always look
0: forward to this. Likewise, same here. I mean, other than that, if you have any uh, last-minute words here, close us out, my brother.
1: i got to save something for next week.
0: (laughs) You have to, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I kind of have to do that. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, folks. We really do appreciate those of you who are faithful in listening to the podcast. Share the information. If you like the podcast... You know, go ahead and promote it. Tell your friends about it. Tell your church members about it, others. Um, if it's a blessing to you, it might be a blessing to them. Uh, we're not doing this for money. We don't get a penny for doing this podcast. And we're not asking for any money. We're not going to ask you to to give any money at all toward it. it. God will fund this podcast if there needs to be any funding for it. And that's what we're doing. We're trusting God for that. So um, we just... Want to be a blessing to you, is and God would use our podcast to His glory and to your benefit. And with that, uh, remember keep your mind sharp and our pure. We'll see you next podcast. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there,
0: ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. It's a blessing to have you. We hope that you continue to enjoy the future episodes and to tune in and share away with others that might be interested. Uh, We wanted to thank our families for supporting us, especially our wives that uh, they uh, put up with us. They allow us to have time to study and spend time uh, in the Word of God. And uh, in return, they help us as well and they keep us accountable. It's a blessing to have them in our lives. So we want to especially thank them. I uh, also we want to just thank uh, our church, uh, our friends and uh, the men's study that we have that we continue to encourage, be encouraged about. I uh, want to thank all these people because they support so us and pray for us and uh, it's a blessing to have them in our life. Other than that, I hope you continue to enjoy the Vortex apologetic podcast that uh, we will talk to you soon. More episodes to come your way. Other than that, I'm out. We're out. God bless you.